Well, good morning on this chilly day. Everybody's bundled up a little bit more than we have been in recent weeks. As we look at our scripture lessons for the day, they have a distinctive theme. Paul is talking to the church at Philippi about a similar thing. He cautions them not to be seduced by promises of an easier way of living the Christian life. <clears throat> Paul is always protective of his own understanding of how it is to live as a Christian, and he should be. <clears throat> he knew Jesus. He knew the disciples. He walked with Christ. He heard his teachings. He saw his healings. He knew what being a Christian was really like. And what he is saying is there is no shortcuts. <clears throat> During Jesus' day, there was lots of competition, especially after Jesus' resurrection and ascension, that people would say, hey, look, we know what Jesus said. We know how he said you're supposed to live. But hey, come join this group over here. We're Christian, but we do it just a little bit different. You don't exactly have to follow the way that the disciples in Christ said that you should. So Paul was always aware that there were other groups, especially Gnostics, who would be in competition with Christianity. And what they were trying to sell might sound a little bit better. Paul's always very protective about that. In the epistle, he warns them again about taking the easy way out. And he uses as his example those he calls the enemies of Christ, who allow their minds to be focused on earthly things rather than heavenly things. He encourages the church at Philippi to stand firm in their belief in the Lord. And he reminds them, and he reminds us, that they are holy people, with a heavenly call. And they have a mission and ministry that they're called to do each and every day, that they're called to follow Christ, they're called to build the kingdom of God, and they're called to wake up every day and to proclaim Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, no matter where they are, and they are to have their path lit by the Holy Spirit and go where the Holy Spirit leads them. Now, in the Old Testament reading, Abram is challenged. He is challenged that to trust God's promises that they are true, that the covenant God offers is true. Whenever we make a leap of faith and to fully trust God, we are relying on God that God at times will not make sense that God will not always go the way we want God to go. But yet, God is our creator. And God is the one that we follow. And we go according to our Lord. Just as Abram changed the course of his life, he changed the course of his life based on divine intervention, divine promise, and divine leadership. God wants us to be willing to do the same to change the course of life based on the divinity of Christ, based on the answering of prayer. 
God said to Abram, do not be afraid. Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be great. Look toward the heavens and count the stars. What a dramatic moment between God and Abram. Think about that for a minute. God is saying to Abram, listen to me. Do as I say and your blessings will be many. And he goes on, he says to Abram, if you want to know how big your blessings are going to be, look toward the heavens. Look toward the stars. You, there will be so many blessings in your life as there are stars in the heaven, you won't be able to count them. We too, as people sitting here today, have been blessed. We have been blessed with so much. We are called by God to abandon our fear and to abandon our mistrust. We are called to walk wide-eyed into God's love. And as one of our communion hymns says today, I want to walk as a child of the light. I want to see the brightness of God. And I am looking for the coming of Christ. That's what Lent is all about. Is about preparing our hearts, our souls, and minds for the coming of Christ so that we may walk as a child of the light and to see the brightness of God, not only today, but in the future. Psalm 27 is a wonderful psalm to help us get rid of our fears and to meditate and reflect on <clears throat> during Lent. And you're welcome to turn to the psalm in your booklet. And as we begin to kind of go through that psalm, comes right after the Old Testament reading. The psalm says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom then shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom then shall I be afraid? So the question is, who or what is the strength in your life? What supports you, upholds you, sustains you through the daily struggles of life? Where do you look for your strength? So often the world wants us to pull away from God and for our strength not to be God and to find other alternatives or other things that would be your crutch or something you can lean on. But in the end, all that will fail you. You may get short-term gratification, but in the long run, it's going to be gone. It is only by leaning on God, only by leaning on prayer, only knowing that God is there for you, that you will find strength. Then the psalm carries on with this. Though an enemy should encamp against me, <clears throat> Yet my heart will not fear. And though war rise up against me, I will put my trust in him. During life, we all reach a limit. All of us. We reach a limit where our problems become bigger than us. Bigger than what we can handle on our own. What then? What happens at that point? The psalmist has an answer. 
If God is your stronghold, it doesn't matter how great the problem gets. It doesn't matter how large a problem you are facing in life. God is bigger than your problem. And you can have full confidence in God. God is bigger than your problem. The Holy Spirit is more powerful than your problem. And you can have full confidence in God. Hearken to my voice, <clears throat> O Lord, when I call, and have mercy on me, and answer me. <clears throat> and then the next verse I love. You speak in my heart and say, seek my face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. God speaks to our hearts, and then our hearts speak to us. God places the desire in our hearts to seek God's faith, seek God's presence, and to seek God's will. When your heart calls to you to seek God, listen to your heart. Listen to your spirit. Listen to your soul. Stop at that moment. Get on your knees. Pull out your prayer book or just say, Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I am seeking you. I want to walk as your child of the light. I want to seek your face. I want to be with you. During Lent, we are at a point of spiritual sensitivity and we, at a, we are at a point of spiritual discovery. Don't take that for granted. And the more you seek, the more you discover, the more things will go in your path for you to stop doing that. But don't. Don't assume that you will be the same at the same point tomorrow or after Lent. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. All these scripture readings have to do with the covenant promise. All these scripture readings have to do with faithfulness. All these scripture readings have to do with trust. And finally deciding what are we going to trust in our life to get us through. What is going to be our foundation? Is it going to be just a sandy soil or is the foundation going to be the true strength of all that has in the world and that is our Lord? Making an effort to spend time with God, being disciplined in our spiritual life, trusting, being faithful to God requires our time. This is taking the narrow way, as God talks about. This can be difficult. There's lots of options out there for us daily, especially in a culture that does its best to keep us distracted and to keep us off balance keep us fearful, keep us wanting, and so often keeps us guessing our souls, keeps us guessing our faith, and keeps us guessing who we really are. And as I said earlier, you are holy people with a heavenly call that has been baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is your identity. And yet, in such a culture, there is nothing we need more than the depth and richness of our relationship with God. 
our relationship with each other, our relationship with St. George, and coming week to week for worship so that we may be spiritually fed and renewed. That is what Abram, and Abram was in some terror, finally does. Even though it seems like he is tested over and over again, he does not lose his faith. He knows that God is with him and that he will be blessed as many as the stars in heaven. It is what Paul was talking about when he reminds us that our citizenship is in heaven, secured by the cross of Christ and the word of God. The word of God is an invitation to a personal encounter with the living Christ, an invitation to share the reality of his triumph. The word of God is an announcement of deliverance, deliverance from sin and death that has been won for us and a call to become participants in that deliverance so that we may not fear but always walk in confidence with our Lord. The word of God finds its mark as it leads us all to say, I have met my Lord and have risen with him into newness of life, and that's my inheritance, and that's my promise, and that's how I will believe. So my hope and my prayer for you as you go through this Lenten season, always seek the Lord. Seek the face of the Lord in every situation, every subject in your life. It will take time to pray about that. Live with God. Let the Holy Spirit light your path so that you may be a child of the light and someone who is truly washed over by his Holy Spirit. Amen.